Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Hold My Bread. I am Elon Thrust, a.k.a. Matt Backers, a.k.a. Randy. I want to call him the new nickname. I'm here, as always, with Joel Wachowski. Hello, breadheads. Gather around, join the gluten gang, for it is time to carbo-load. You're listening to Hold My Bread, the $13,231 podcast. Holy moly. To full disclosure, we're not up that big, and if you really did pay close attention to our our plays last week on the show... Uh, you'll know that they weren't that good, but I did deposit two grand of my own. We didn't do so well, but the professional gambler, he came back and he rallied. But let's talk about this sundial play, huh? Yeah, what a fall off. Remember the the last episode, if you listen to the last episode and this episode back to back, what a laugh. What a laugh you'll have because I was so confident. It was like at 340 uh, almost $4. I mean, well above the strike price of three I had set. And then literally an hour uh, or uh, the next day. Like immediately, it, it came up for like, because I followed you. Like the last time you talked the way you talked, you made some big profits. And it was like, you know what? The iron is hot. Let's uh, do a heat check moment. So I followed Mr. Backus into battle. And how did it go? Well, I mean, I'll put it to you one of two ways. You know, it's not, it's not, we have until Friday. Um, it is currently trading at about 207. It did hit a price of 220 uh, today at one point. So, you know, there is still some life. Uh, it, hit, it looks like the high today was about 228. So there is some life still left in this. And uh, whenever, I mean, I'm going to bring it up here in a little bit, but we do have some sundial news. Oh, we I'm have hoping... sundial news. It... Yeah. Do, do you, did, are you aware of this? Have you heard about this? You told me about the mold last time we spoke on Saturday. Um, yeah, I'm guessing, news. given That's how sundial is going, I'm guessing the mold has evolved into a sentient creature and is uh, really rallied behind free speech and Second Amendment issues. Yeah, they've really made the mold. They've actually made the mold and the and the rubber glove they found in the weed. They've actually made that uh, the CEO of the company. I I mean, it worked for Hamburger Helper. So who am I to fall that's, sundial here? Okay, what right. do we have? Good sundial news. There's some good sundial news. Um, it. Um, I'm hoping it will affect the stock price here in the next couple of days to get us above that $3 strike price we need to. But uh, Sundial is actually um, almost like a brand new company if you uh, look at the, the financials, basically, because they have no debt. And they are now uh, they have bought a Canadian edibles company, uh, NDVAF. Um, so now that company is part of Sundial. So Sundial has like kind of diversified themselves and um, it's the step, at least the first step in a merger. I don't know if it's a full merger, but it's kind of two small Canadian pod companies um, that are coming together. And neither of these companies have debt, um, which I think is good. I mean, I know we talked about last episode, maybe I think it was last episode, but we talked about how, you know, having debt, not having debt is having debt, not having debt is not as big of a deal necessarily as it used to be. But between these companies together. Uh, they don't have debt, um, which is uh, good. So, so NDV- what's the name of this company they bonded with? NDVAF is what it says here. I'm sure Nuvef. 
So just judging by that ticker, I'm guessing the edible they specialize in is toffee that gets caught in your teeth. Yes, it's a five. The the minimum they sell is 500 milligrams. Whoa. Um, Okay, that's uh, that's a weekend Uh, special. Yeah, but uh, it looks like they themselves were trading at 54 cents. Um, We add that 54 cents to our two dollars and eight cents, and we're still ah, dang it, pretty short. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't so, know. It, you know, it could be it could be something, it could be nothing, but uh truly, I mean, the sundial play has really fallen apart so much so that I was excited to have a little bit of positivity, a little bit of possible news. So, look into NDVAF uh, and see what's going on there. And looking at our methods, there is one bit in our process that I would like to address. Um If you're going to enter a new realm and do a short time span options trade, you might want to make sure that President's Day isn't in that trading cycle because we we, we were counting on this stock to rise. We lost uh, 18% of the supposed window it could have risen in. And uh, yeah, we're just left twiddling our thumbs while the commander in chief gets lauded nationwide. Yeah, he gets to kick back and relax on President's Day, and we got to sweat it out while the markets are closed. But, you know, what's interesting is all the other op- markets are open. The American markets are closed, but the European markets, they be open. Yeah, all right? They don't celebrate President's Day over there in England. President's Day was great. Biden saw his shadow, and now it's going to be six more weeks till anyone gets a stimulus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but, okay, uh, we knew we were going to lose this right away. And that's almost a strength, right? Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold out hope. There was time we could have, like, cashed in for, like, lost half our money. But right. you know what? Um, the professional gambler, he paid a visit from the sports realm to the Bloomberg Terminal and, you know, I do some of my best work against the wall, even though I put down $2,000. Even though I lost $1,000, we're still up a grand from where we were last week. Incredible, yeah. And, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's a big part of it is even though we're taking swings, we're, we're missing, we're hitting, we're, but we're staying positive and we're moving forward and we're making progress in the right direction. Yeah, and we're, our batting average is pretty good. And I got a little bit more desperate in like, I did something new for me. I was actively trying to trade to get that money back. And you know what? We see the crypto bubble. I kind of found, I think a lot of people found a few stocks that were in this industry because... We we last recorded Thursday, right? Right. And I saw Richie, the million dollar loser himself, that night, and he's like, "Yeah, I told my dad to get out of his sundial positions," and he was pretty bullish. Our Doge boy, Chris Poker Chris, he was as well, and he's like, "You guys, you have to get in on Riot. You have to get in on Mara." Because these are the closest thing the Bitcoin industry has to ETF. So, you know, when Bitcoin goes down, you're going to see a compounded loss. But when it goes up, you're also going to see a compounded gain. So, you know, I know it is a little foolish for us not to have any of that because we decided it was dumb. But um, this is a way for us to ride our coattails. And I was able to do it to counter for some some. Just missteps, no big deal. You live and learn, and hey, I was telling you this exact thing. There are certain times where a mistake isn't as bad as it could be. Right. 
and you know, not to sound corny and cliche, but it, it's a, a mistake is as long as you learn something from it, it's not always it's not all bad. And here's the deal: we did a big play, and we did it on the tail end of some successes. If you're gonna do something risky like this with a high upside, where you do bear a little bit of risk, um, it, you want to do that with profits and. If we took 5% of what we made in a very good two months, we put it out there, we said our prayers, and uh, they didn't get answered, you know what? We're not idiots. We're just Catholic. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, uh, Riot Blockchain Inc. is trending upwards steadily over the year to date. I mean, that's a month ago. Uh, they were... Uh, you know, about seventeen dollars uh, a month ago, they're at about almost sixty dollars right now. Yeah, and I mean, these are exas These are just like they're pushed a little bit further by partnerships with Mastercard, with the Bank of New York, with Tesla, with PayPal, with Square, and you know, these companies, Mara and Riot, they're kind of the infrastructure that supports this. So I was glad I could follow some advice, and hey. If you're going to follow just uh, your friend's stock advice and you're right half the time, that's awesome. Inter yeah, the uh, Mara is also trending upwards over the year. So this is great. Uh, definitely something that I will look into. Definitely something our listeners should look into. Um, but this was know. just a drop in the bucket. I was able to make up for mistakes. But Matthew, sweet Maddie. Oh, boy. Our ship has come in. CCIV Churchill Capital Corporation number four has announced an intention to merge with, not DirecTV, as some speculated, but Lucid. Well, but you know what? Here's the deal. Here's what I hear is I not to, obviously, the, this, the, the Churchill Capital is up, what, almost 30%? Yeah. Yeah. So, but Lucid Motors, I have an article right in front of me. Uh, Lucid Motors refuses to confirm it's merging with Churchill, um, the spec we all love. So even though they haven't confirmed, the stock is still up 30%. So do you think, do you anticipate once it is confirmed an even higher climb? Because the rocket is fueling. I mean, we all know this. We believe in Lucid. We believe in uh, CCIV. We believe in, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not a religious man, but Churchill Capital, uh, take me to church. You know what I mean? Um, do you think there will be another bump when it's confirmed officially? Yeah, I think there will be. And with the SPAC market, you have to keep in mind that there's specific time windows. And like just how that GameStop thing was on our radar from like November is something people were exploring, kicking the tires on. I mean, if you really looked into this security, you saw a great deal of confidence that this merger was going to happen. And right. There were after-hours mergers late last week that were suspicious as hell. Markets close, it, it, it skyrockets up five bucks. Next day, market close, it skyrockets up five bucks. And it went up so quickly today with just the speculation that it was like going to happen that it went up about $20 in five minutes. Yeah, I uh, I bought myself some more. I had already bought some when uh, we initially brought it to the table uh, for the podcast. I bought myself some, and I bought more today. And uh, I do think it's uh, you know pretty solid. And I'm this excited about this it. might be our first time of getting in early enough on something because hey, 
Uh, SPACs, we know they are put out to the market at roughly $10 per share. We initially bought in on this puppy at like $14. Even with like doubling down and making another investment, our average cost per share in our share portfolio is like $22.74. Incredible. That's incredible. And so it, it it's amazing, and you knew there was a timetable, and you can kind of keep playing the, the timetable, and hey, couldn't it be smart to maybe get in on, we know that SPACs, when they're put out, have like a cheap base price, right? Absolutely. That's one of the benefits of them. They sit just $10 until there's any real action. And I know Churchill Capital, it's, CC, it's CCIV because it's not... You know, Churchill Capital, Igor Victor, it's the fourth Churchill Capital spec. So there's other ones currently trading on the ticker. You can still get them for $10-ish a share. And well, you... I'll be goddamned. I didn't know what that's what the IV stand for. Yeah, yeah. it was actually extremely dehydrated. It's an IV. Uh, IV is, I mean, I know I know my Roman numerals. You know, Catholic school, they'll teach you those. But I truly didn't know that that meant it was the fourth of the Churchill Capital. Yeah, so there's other ones. And like, just given that they're having maybe the biggest success we've seen in this industry, and it's the payoff for such widespread speculation, I think there's going to be a bump in those other bad boys. Amazing. Uh, well, and I, as much as I'm trying to stay away from, I, I um, what, MS, uh, what is it, CNBC? I'm trying MS-13? to yeah, I'm trying to stay away from both of them. MS-13 and CNBC. I'm trying to stay away from them. Um, but I did see, I was watching CNBC the other day, and um, I saw an ad for Lucid Motors. Yeah, and you see, because this sector, it is prestigious. They are going after the moneyed-up segment possessed by Tesla, the flagship stores. They look great. And it's the same thing as Neo. It's the same thing as Nikolai. And it's the same thing that was Tesla. It has been justified till now. We're like, this sector is going to blow up. It's I didn't go after this because I thought CCIV was going to merge with a great company. It's just like, oh, I can get an early share of the most speculated industry trading right now. Let's go. Right. And I do think it's interesting... Um... Ah, oh, shit. What was I going to Oh, I keep seeing these articles about like Cadillac and all these like other car companies talking about we're going to be e Oh, Jaguar just said it the other day. Jaguar is going to be like they're going to be all electric vehicles by 2025. And it just goes to show uh, not to toot my own horn, but beep beep. Uh, like years ago, I was talking about how Tesla is valued because they're so far ahead. 2025 is when they're going to be fully switched over to, to EV vehicles. I mean, bro, you're so far behind already. You're not going to be catching up. And it's like, they're going to be fine. But it's like, we have such a jump on, on them already. Tesla has a jump on them already. I don't think Lucid has actually made a vehicle yet. Um, but it still sounds like they've already got a jump on this already. Um, but I mean, but there is something to the existing car companies. Like those are kind of under undervalued too, because they have amazing capabilities of production and transportation of inventory and sales mechanism. And starting anything is always hard. You know, if right. you've been selling cars for a hundred years, maybe you can keep selling cars for another 10. It's um, it goes, it's kind of like what we were talking about when we brought up, um, I think this is brought up, but we brought about uh, Dogecoin and the whole idea of like Coinbase filing for an IPO. Coinbase has such a head start on all the banks 
that are going to have to figure out an infrastructure and going to have to figure out, you know, just even down to like app design and, and security and things like that. Coinbase has such a jump. I feel like that's how Tesla is. That's how some of these other EV companies are. They have such a jump on, on the other companies and they do have their benefits. Like you said, they, you know, they've been selling cars for a very long time, but I do think some of these companies that are already around have such a jump on them. Yeah. And it's just like, we don't know that Lucid Motors is going to survive and become a pinnacle brand in this sector, but it's like we're buying a Zion Williamson rookie card and we're going to sell it before his first game. It's about the perception. <laughs> it's about where people think this is going to go as powered by the sun. And, you know, I think it's going to be a good thing. And did I just show that I thought electric cars were solar powered? Did I just make that mistake on the podcast? I think I did. I mean, you did. You know, who's to say they're not solar powered? You know, you put a solar panel on your on your roof. Your solar panel powers your battery charger. Your battery charger powers your car. You know, there you go. Your solar powered panel 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 solar panel powered. There you go. Say that. That's say that. that fast. Solar panel power. Solar panel power. Okay, we are good. But yeah, it was a real thrill today. I did have a little bit of work for us. I couldn't quite get to it because I was so excited. But hey, hats off to us. Hats off to you guys if you joined us on this journey. I know we were on this for a while and we were singing its praises. So let's, uh, you know, make it rain together when we get the opportunity. Thanks to Winston Churchill himself. That's right. Very excited. Yeah. Also, another chance to, to toot my own horn. Remember a couple weeks ago, I mentioned you are energy. Yeah, you did. You are you are energy. When I mentioned it, it was below a dollar. Uh, when I brought it up on the podcast, you are energy was below a dollar. It closed today at a dollar thirty seven. So again, I don't you know, I don't want people to just I don't know. I, I get nervous. The SEC is sniffing around. You know, I don't want them to be think I'm out of here telling you what to do. But if you did some research on your own and you followed through with um, the UR energy uh, I mentioned, I mean, it's, it's climbed um, over uh, the last, over the month. Wait, wait, wait. I know what that, what stock this was. I remember now this is the stock. Uranium. This is the one I asked you to buy for the pod five times and you didn't do it. I no, You said, remind me. And I reminded you, you did no such thing. I had a reminder in my phone set. I, uh, yeah, I reminded you. You told me to remind you. I don't have the login. I think that's what happened. I said, I need you to give me the login. No, I know. You... I, I, I'll give you the login right now. It is um, Not on the Dale Murphy 3. I love the Atlanta Braves, capital D, capital M, and then a 3. So, yeah, log in, use that password, and it's uh, joel.walk at joelwalkowski.com. So go please make that trade and build a time machine so we can actually profit off that bad boy. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still prop to be made here. I mean, the, the, the whole, the whole reason I brought up at your energy is because it was during the Joe Biden election thing. I mean, it was his clean energy stuff. Uranium is supposed to be this clean energy savior. And I think, I mean, it's crazy up 20% in a month uh, is, is a big jump and it's still so cheap. Um, yeah. I just wanted to toot my own horn about that one. Yeah, well, you really ground my gears like you know, like a dang watchmaker. But it's yeah. okay. I want to be a mineral maven. Matt doesn't want that for me. He want to keep. He wants to keep the whole periodic table elements to himself. Hey, yeah, Matt, can I get some of that carbon? No, no, no. You can't have it. How about I got none? I I only get lithium. That's it. Yeah, you you got lithium. I used to have gold. Silver's off the table. Um, we're gonna invest in some platinum. You know. 
And here's the deal. We need to pay attention to this, not to pivot, not to get out of you tooting your horn over your energy. But there's a story that I didn't see reported anywhere in the mainstream media. We got to give it some attention. What's this? National Fast Food Workers Strike. February 16th. They're all walking out. And here's the crazy part. So it's a huge labor movement. You haven't heard about it anywhere. McDonald's. Today is February 16th. Yeah. McDonald's stock unaffected. Yum food stock unaffected. Wendy's. Eh, Wendy's took a little bit of a bump. (laughs) The redheaded stepchild treated like the redheaded stepchild. I, uh,. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't know about this until you until you brought it up to me either. I mean, did it? What were they? What are they striking for? I mean, for minimum fifteen dollar minimum wage for better conditions. I mean, it's not hard to resonate with like wanting a better work environment for fast food workers. I never had a I never had a fast food job. I worked at a movie theater. That's the closest I came to. Fast I got food. fired from a movie theater. Why did you get fired again? I know you've told me this story. I said I, I said now seating for triple X with a DX style cross. Oh, cross right. Yeah, and here's the deal. I I just looked up this story. You know what the biggest outlet is that reported on the fast food workers strike? Like statistically speaking, one of the like most populous segments of the workforce in the country. Well, who was it? Do you think it was Washington Post? No, it was how, probably the uh, was it the New York Post? Uh, no. How about New York Times? Nope. No. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Nope. No, certainly not. Uh, Teen Vogue. Thank you. Oh my God. Well, who cares more about who care who's who do you think is striking from the workforce? I mean, not that all people that work in fast food are teenagers, but I'm going to assume that a lot of the workforce in fast food is made up of teenagers. Yeah, and they're they're striking across 15 cities, demanding 15 dollars an hour. And hey, we are proponents of. Wait a minute, that's a dollar a city. Yeah, so hey, if you're in Charleston, Chicago, Flint, Detroit, Raleigh, Durham, Houston, eh, once they're powered up, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, St. Louis, Sacramento, San Jose, or Milwaukee, please do not go out there and support these fast food chains. It's literally the least you can do. You'll be an ally by supporting a local business, making ramen noodles, adopting bulimia. You know, maybe you could just get that uh, gastric bypass you always wanted, and you will be helping social causes. Well, if you're living in Texas, you can't leave your house anyway. So, yeah, do there it. There you go. Don't order McDonald's delivery, but you'll be yeah, all you right. Yeah, you should do that anyway. So, what do you think? I started looking at IPOs the day before they're, they open. It's been a fascinating process. I think our next little play... We're going to do short-term IPO trading. If there's a good pedigree, we just do the do the bump that day. We roll it over. We do it that morning. We cash out at the end of the day. We wait for the next IPO to open up. That makes us day traders. You realize that. Yeah, all we have to do is move our portfolio to something that allows us to be day traders. And hey, we got to get out of the Robin Hood game, especially since I gave out my real and actual password to the portfolio on the podcast. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, I am still... Uh, <laughs> Gabby is like... Yeah, yeah, no, Gabby's just staring at me like, what? I'm like, yeah. come on, Gabby, you saw me give away my dad's Netflix password on stage for years. That was never a real password. It's part of the act, my baby. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I'm excited. Uh, I also think I still say we should maybe move to Fidelity. I mean, this is, again, not an ad, but I don't know shit about 
where a good brokerage is, but I do I think Fidelity is where I'm transferring my money to. I, full disclosure, have liquidated most of my portfolio and into cash, and I need to uh, kind of regroup and restart once I open up a Fidelity account. Hey, and we will do that. Let's research. I know we did that before, but like now we're kind of in a different tax bracket. And bad news, folks, if you made money on Doge, you got to pay taxes on it. If you made money on CCIV, you got to pay taxes on it. And that's the big part. Like that's the bad part about moving brokerages, because if you kept everything in there, you're probably holding your stuff for a long time. You don't have to do that. But like in this climate right now where you probably made some money where you might not like where you're trading you gotta pay attention to that stuff yeah not ideal but a lot of the stuff i've been holding for a very long time so that comes down to like short-term capital games long-term capital games we're gonna do an episode on taxes uh here i think next week or probably the week after we will do a taxes episode and uh i think it's good i think i'm excited to do that episode honestly because i'm excited to learn i'm uh excited it's to me it's on level with the credit card um the credit score uh episode it, to me, it feels very very effective very useful absolutely let me just stop this music playing right there i let me see if i can do it okay we're good sorry i just used it i i, I couldn't stre- hear it oh okay i was playing on my end i use it a preset so i didn't have to add the music after the fact or during I could, I us talk it. i heard it um should we talk about this real quick uh before we i guess i feel like we're gonna wrap up here soon i feel like uh, we're, we're flying through but uh, I just thought this was interesting. We all know how we feel on, as a podcast about Palantir stock. Um, we they love had their it. earnings. Re- just kidding. What? We don't like Palantir. That's the we very baseline it. of this. I lost friends over Palantir, and I told them we can stay friends. All you gotta do is sell your Palantir. They didn't do it. They they really like this security. So what? Yeah. How did this stock do today? Well, they 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 had earnings. Um, they had their earnings reports, and it looks like uh, the stock took a huge hit. And I know a lot of people were expecting it to to shoot up, and people are still expecting the stock to climb. I think Palantir is it's going to suck. Here's my opinion. I think it's going to – we're doing the right thing by not holding that stock. Um, but I do think that stock is going to rocket. I think it's going to take off. Yeah, and um, you can make so much money in that stock, but hey, we're here to show, to prove that you don't need to have that stock to make money. We will go elsewhere, and hey, I don't need to make money off the enhancement of the carceral state or drone strikes or increased surveillance or anything related to that. That's just not how I want to get my money. Right. Um, but so I just think it was, I thought it was interesting because I did see a lot of chatter on uh, some of the forums and discords and some of the group chats I'm in of people that are like, I have Palantir calls that are going to skyrocket once they announce earnings because they're going to blow earnings away. And I do believe they did, they did increase their earnings, um, but the stock price still fell because I think they have a lot of uh, the expenses are up for the company. There's a lot of stuff going with the company. So I just thought that was an interesting little thing to talk about. Palantir dropping. Yeah, and it makes sense that the earnings might be a little leveraged. And we did wonder, hey, why does a company this big with such lucrative government contracts need this infusion of capital? So that explains the current debt they're dealing with. And hey, if we can justify this from a fiscal as well as a moral standpoint, I'm all for two birds with one stone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little thing that I because I remember going to bed last night. Everyone was super hyped about earnings, earnings, earnings and uh, did not work out for them. 
Yeah, well, good. That's what you get for trying to establish the world that Palantir wants. Here, we're just doing the moralist investment of a Saudi-backed EV company. <laughs> right, there you go. Exactly. Also, China. Don't forget China. China Gabby, doesn't... have you seen my Nikes? <laughs> the ones that are really fine stitching, you know, like they were done by a child? No, no, no the, which pair? The ones that were uh, you paid extra because they were made in an ethical warehouse? Oh wait, they don't have those? Oh yeah, they don't exist. Okay, so okay, never mind. Yeah, Throw it on yeah, my yeah. shoes. Yeah. yeah, it's hard not to be a hypocrite, but you know what? If we can just get one step closer every episode, if we can just not have that temptation to make money off Palantir, then I feel good about how this podcast is impacting me and you. I sleep better at night knowing. Uh well. Yeah, we had a great time. Hey, what a quick one. Reach out to us, guys. I think we got a funny little schedule coming up. I got to do, I'm, I'm off, so maybe we'll get something in again Tuesday on early next week. But hey, Joel Walkowski on Instagram, The Walkowski on Twitter, and we're Hold My Bread on Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm going home to Indiana next week, and uh, I'll be recording from where we recorded during the pandemic. I'll be a little reunion. Oh, great. Me in the room. We get to Me deal the with Wi-Fi. that quality. Yeah, we might just take next week off then. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that again. No way. We've come too far to go back to, you know, then I can just be peeing in the dirt all over again, which is a reference maybe not all of you got, but there it is. Yeah, peeing on the scorpion's head. That's a, that's a saying as old as time. Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Matt Backus. Sucked. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Backus. I'm on Twitch. I will be live on Twitch tonight. Uh, I actually don't know when we're going to put this out. This might not be up till tomorrow morning, yeah, so it doesn't if, matter. If you, can get, if you just lend the listeners the time machine from fixing that UR energy trade, and then they can watch the Twitch stream. Everybody wins two birds with one stone yet again. Yeah, bing, bang, boom. Matt Backus on Twitch. Uh, Thank you very much. We love you. See you next week, maybe. Boom.